right, and we're back, and welcome back to The Price for Paradise. My name's Creston Woods, a.k.a. Woody, and with me today we have Jake Boleg. Jake considers himself an experimenter of life. He's the host of the Go Find Nervous show and the co-host of the Dick Penn podcast. He has published multiple books based around self-improvement, an advocate for all things wellness, a former All-American athlete, a and... Recent accomplisher of a 30-mile barefoot trek. Wow. And one of his favorite experiments was moving to Portugal without ever visiting and not speaking a word for the first week to see how hard it would be. Uh, He believes the number one reason why people fail is because they're worried about their friends and family and what they will think of them. Welcome, Jake. And man, thanks happy for happy to have you. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I, I appreciate it. You know, like, well, I like to tell people some of that stuff in the bio sounds kind of cool, man. But like, people don't know the other stuff where I've been broke twenty times, where I've been like uh, yeah. in, in the grocery store hoping the credit card works, you know, or yeah, you know, of course, uh, you know, sitting at home at night and the lights come, they go off, and I'm like, oh, that's because I didn't pay the power bill. So there's a yeah. lot of stuff behind all that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I on the social media side, everyone sees, you know, like the the glamour and the fun life, but you know, that's only what we show you guys. Like, you know, there's a lot that goes on in the background in our lives, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. It's like. It's a lot of stuff that people don't see, but man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I like what you're doing. I love what you're doing on your page. I, like I got, I scroll on your page and it's like, man, this guy is like a younger version of me. You know, I got like 15 years on you probably, but like the hiking, the books, the, the doing the ice challenge, the ice plunge. I mean, uh, numerous things, man. So uh, thank you for having me on the show, dude. It's, yeah, it's a real dude, pleasure. No, and uh, uh, thank you to Serena Settlemeyer for um, hooking yep. us up. Yeah. Uh, me and Serena actually did a podcast at Jake's house and Jake yep. let us use his setup and it's awesome. Like he's got the whole thing ready for shows. Like it, it's great. And uh, yeah, so thanks to her for hooking us up. And um, I'm glad that I have another guest on this show. That's another podcaster because then I can really pick the brain of, you know, someone else doing the same kind of work because it's so much fun out here to spread, you know, good knowledge and tools for the people and yeah, for yeah. whoever's listening. I don't, I mean, for me, it's just great to have you on so I can pick your brain for me. And so, and if anyone else can find a little bit of, you know, lesson in that, that's going to be awesome. Dude, I mean, to, to piggyback what you said, yeah, big shout out to Serena for putting this all together. Without her, this doesn't even happen. Right. She's a killer in her own right, right? Like, she's, she's insane, a, She yeah. just dominates, and, like, some of her stories are crazy. So, anybody listen, you definitely got to check out that podcast. Yeah, if for you haven't sure, listened right? to it, it was the week before. So, yeah, yeah. I know, she's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of weird because I'm used to being a host. I got the, all these different shows, and um, you, now I'm a guest. So, my... My in- intuition is like, I got to ask you some questions. <laughs> right, I'm going to try to chill. Sit back. Let me do Let's the interview. Yeah. I'm real hype, man. I'm real hype. So <laughs> a lot of stuff to do in this world. So I appreciate it. Let's let's get it yeah. going, man. So let's, let's, let's just go from the start. Um, tell me about Go Find Nervous. So this is this book that you handed off to me last time we were talking. Yep. And Go Find Nervous is, is kind of like your philosophy for life, right? Yeah, man. All right. So just explain to, that, to the people. What yeah, does that mean? So, man, long story... You know, like I said, when they opened, man, I've been broke so many times trying to pursue my dream. I, fi- I accomplished my lifelong dream at the age of 39. That was to move to Portugal, sit, live on the beach, write in cafes, meet amazing people from around the world. And that's what I was able to do. And actually, that booklet right there, and shameless plug, I'm giving it for free at MasteringNervous.com. So anybody listening, you can get this book for free. Just pay a little shipping. Um, Go I'll- get it. It's really good, guys. Like It breaks everything down in a way that's very digestible for everyone to read and it gives you all the meat and potatoes like all the good stuff man i appreciate that so i wrote the book 
and, and it's not a book, it's a booklet. You can read it in 20 minutes for the people trying to yeah. uh, think about what it is, visualize it. But I, I was in a cafe in Portugal. Uh, it was my dream. And we can go back to the story because it wasn't always living the dream, yeah. right? But but um, I tried to break down, how could I have done this faster? Because I think we all, once we accomplish a goal, we're like, wait, we could have done that a lot quicker. A little more efficiency to it. Right, exactly. And so I broke it down. Had a bunch of different ideas, and I really broke it down to four things that, that, that that's in this booklet. And um, if you do these four things, it's impossible not to have progress. I reverse engineered it. I used science, the scientific method, to try to break it down, to try to try to break through the barrier of it, and like trying to disprove it. And I could not disprove it that if I do these four things, um, it's impossible for me not to have progress. But then I also found out I wasn't having progress. It's because I wasn't doing one of these four things. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, I, I figured it out for myself. And I was like, you know what? Let me put it in a booklet because I could give this to other people. And so yeah. that, that's how it happened. But yeah. Yeah. And what was the inspiration? I mean, like all the compiled, you know, self-help books you read back in the day and just like the journeys through life that you just learned these lessons, these four pillars. Yeah, dude. So let, let's go back real quick. So I was I was born in like the class. I was raised like the class of people that, I don't know your exact audience, but probably like most of your audience. I was raised middle class. Um, I was born middle class, uh, born in a small town in Kansas, moved to Oklahoma City, moved 14 times by the time I was 11 years old. Sheesh. Yeah. And then um, you know, just raised in the middle, which I think is the worst. And what was the reason for the the constant moving? Is it just like jo- different jobs, jobs family? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah just- man. My dad was in the oil field. So, okay. Um, a little side tangent here real quick. I I got the greatest parents. I'm super lucky with my parents. My dad is in an oil field, raised around farms, Eagle Boy Scout. Okay. So he's that yeah. that type of work mentality. My mom is like the most positive person that I know. And so I got a piece of my dad who's crazy work ethic and my mom who's super positive. So I was lucky in that aspect. But I was raised in the middle class, which is like the just good enough. Yeah. The just good enough class. It's like everything's going to be all right. You're not super broke, so sometimes you don't have that super drive to go yeah. get something. Because I never starved. I never like a missed rags a meal. To riches story. Yeah, no. nothing like that. But it's hard because um, I don't know if you heard that story. There's a, like a like a parable of a dog that's on a on a porch and he's yelping and he's kind of moaning. And the this guy asked the owner, "Why is the dog moaning?" And he was like, "Well, because he's laying on a nail." And the guy's like, "Why is he laying on a nail?" He's like, "Well, because it doesn't hurt bad enough for him to get off." Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like I was raised in that and. Um, yeah, and so I always wanted a little bit. For some reason, I always wanted a little bit more, and um, like a purpose. Yeah, yeah, I always wanted a purpose. And then, you, you know, in that class, you're taught certain things. You're taught to pursue a certain lifestyle, like get a good job, do these types of get things. Get your 401k, get things, you know, set up for. <laughs> yeah, get, get that stuff. You talk about 401k. <laughs> I was just talking to, about 401ks uh, with uh, Serena actually, and. Uh, we talk about 401ks. I was like, man, screw a 401k, man. I'm going to get 400k, man. Yeah, put like, that sit on the side and you just yeah, be good. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, that's the mindset of it. And so I always wanted to get away from from that. And growing up in athletics and moving so much had a lot to do with it. I always felt like I had a lot to prove. And so I've always just been a super goal-oriented person, man. Athletics. So, yeah, yep, you, yep. You, were, you were an athlete. What what sport? Sport of choice. Um, I played baseball and football. In high school, I was like, uh, I could have chosen either one in college. I thought I was going to make more money playing baseball, so I chose baseball. Um, ended up being, uh, I ended up having a decent collegiate career, but didn't make too much money. Where'd so play I played at a junior college called Connor State Junior College. Uh, it's one of the best nice. in the country, and then, um, and then I played at Oklahoma State for two years, um, one of the best programs in the country. Um, 
you know, hit four hole for those guys. So I did all right. I had a yeah. decent career. I had talent, but I didn't have. I could talk about some really great things related <laughs> to that too. But we, I don't yeah. know how much time we have. But huh. yeah, so so yeah, so always wanted to um, try to find try to find uh, my goal and pursue my goal. So I can't even remember the original question, man. What was it? <laughs> You're like, just taking me back through the whole story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so, so so anyhow, we go through that, man. So I've always been about goals and always been about. Uh, dreams and trying to make things happen and um when i was uh 25 at finished finished playing sports i was 24 25 started a little oil field business um merged uh to another thing and i started making money for the first time in my life never had any real money before so that money ran through my hands like sand dude like because yeah i mean never it, had it before <laughs> yeah it's like air in a room it fills to fit the space right yeah yeah there you go there you go and so i mean all the stuff man the clubs the vegas the all that all this all the bullshit all that stuff and um 29 i decided i, I was always really good at business blue collar type business i could talk because my dad was a, an oil field farm like this type of stuff. So I could always do good in those types of businesses, but, but I hated them because my art is really writing. Yeah. Um, I love to write and uh, it's my passion to write bestsellers and all this stuff. And so at the age of 29, I was like, I'm 42 now at the age of 29, I was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to sell a million copies. I'm going to travel the world. I knew and, my dream. Yeah. That's, that's my dream. Is. And once you solidified it, it already started to fall into place. Mm, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You still got to put in the work, right? Yeah, yeah, no, so, yeah exactly. so here's what yeah. happened, dude. Here's what happened. <laughs> I wrote a book, um, sold 20 copies, yeah. well, and we're back I mean, to the drawing board. Yeah, you're, you realize, hey, it's going to take more than just writing the book, right? You yeah, man. Recopy, recopy more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, ended up, it's been long story short, long, long story short, uh, 17 years it took me of writing before I wrote something that's really going to pop off. So for the people out there that's like, I'm going to quit. It took me 17 years to write something that's, that's actually got legs and it's going to actually make money and pop off and change people's lives. Dude. Well, yeah, so, just yeah. Same, same like the health and fitness industry. Like if you if you want to get like that body that everyone sees on the TV, that's 10 years of training. That's not just like you've been training for, you know, a lifestyle, not necessarily that one year, you know, yeah. you got it all done. You don't make it to that super bot on stage. You know what I mean? The same thing as yeah. the health. It's a very, a very good correlation with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. So um, like I said, so. Uh, start start writing, then then the troubles start happening, and, and we could get into it. But everybody has troubles, and and you can ask whatever you want. But um, eventually, 2012, I had this moment where I hit rock rock bottom, dude. Ended up, I went from like having the money that I told you about, sleeping, uh, I went having a nice house, a nice vehicle, the nice, all the nice stuff, all the material shit, the you know, quote unquote, successful yep. lifestyle. Yeah. Yep. 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 Had all that, and go from that. A couple years later, I'm renting a room from my buddy, three hundred dollars a month, uh, renting a spare bedroom from him, and we, I get back, I put it all on the line. I'm at my dire straits. I put it all on the line in Vegas. I'm like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm gonna put it all on the line. Everything. Everything. I come back. I lo I lost everything. I was I got up for like forty k. Um, lose all that. Lose everything I have, and then owe some friends money. Sheesh. And it's that's rock bottom. That's rock bottom. Two thousand, two thousand twelve. And yeah. what did you do to get out of it, dude? I um, I stumbled across some old CDs, some old uh, personal development CDs I had, man, and uh, it got me back. It got me back to thinking in the right mindset and saying, okay, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, man. No. And um, I just recommitted. It took me six and a half years from that point. I recommitted, figured out my exact dream, defined it exactly. Portugal, beach, speak Portuguese, write cafes, 
figured out exactly. It took me six and a half years, and six and a half years later, I was on a uh, flight to Portugal. Two bags, sold everything, and I in, in between, I did very well. So yeah, and you made it to you made it to Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and in Portugal, was it everything you ever wanted? Was that the dream? Like when you were there, was it the dream? Yeah, man, because it, it was the culmination of so many years of hard work, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like um, the validation of success. Yeah, yeah, in your but, mind. Yeah, and I'm going all over tangents. You just stop me whenever you want to stop me. But um, <laughs> is that okay? Um, you just cut in. So, so I have this little thing I call a destiny guidepost, and this is this goes into kind of what my bio said about not talking for a week. And yeah. so, my destiny guidepost uh, it says live a life that someone would pay fifty thousand to hear about. It's not about the money. It's about my decision-making. Yeah. Right? So I plan Portugal. I'm moving to Portugal. I'm like, how can I make it harder? Because I want to go find hard. This goes back to go find nervous. Yeah. I'm going to find it before it finds me. You're looking for the growth in that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to go find it before it finds me. So I'm like, how can I make this hard as I possibly can? Well, I'm moving there. I haven't visited. I've never visited Europe before I move. Move. Do everything online. I'm like, I'm not going to speak for the first week. I'm going to go out into the community and try to see what it's all about. And just like engulf yourself in yep. the culture. Yep, yep. Yeah. No talking. How was it? Hardest like, thing I've ever done. Yeah? And yeah. Ordering food, doing like just even just any basic conversation. Yeah. Finding the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, any of that. Yeah. A lot of pointing, right? A lot yeah. of pointing body and body language. Yep, all that stuff. And um, the body's amazing. And this is, I want to convey this to somebody listening. I really want somebody listening to leave this conversation that me and you are having and being like, my life will never be the same. That's my goal for yeah. this. That's my goal for this. So I, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know where it was. I was, I, I did. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. The body's amazing because the first day I did it, I was so damn nervous. My heart has never beat more fast. Like I was in a train station. Yeah. My heart is pounding out of my chest. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. I'm, I'm conv- committed to the experiment. So yeah. I don't know where my train is. I'm in Europe. My phone is going dead. Um, and I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm committed to my, I'm committed to this experiment. Yeah, it's in. You're in. And I, my, my heart was beating so hard. I was so nervous. Adrenaline pumping. I smelled like shit because of my, my glands were going (laughs) off, right? You know, I'm in this town. Yeah. yeah, Lugging bags around, (laughs) dude. Uh, but I'm committed. But the beautiful thing is by day three and day four of that experiment, totally cool. Totally fine. By day seven, I was completely comfortable. Completely comfortable. And you wouldn't have done any other way. Now, looking back at it, you're like, this is the right way to do it, right? Engulfing yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so, fast forwarding to um, how I got to Arizona. So, I did that. That was extremely difficult. But I went and found nervous before it found me. Yeah. Right? If I'm going to get in a fight. to the punch. If I'm going to get in a fight, I want to sneak up on the dude, right? right? Like, yeah. people are like, that's not cool. Well, if I'm trying well, to win something, I want to surprise It's my best something. odds, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm never going to sneak up on somebody for people listening and, fuck, and suck a punch. I'm not going <laughs> I'm not going Masvidal on nobody, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so I did that. So fast forward to uh, the, the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, I get a- uh, How many years has this been? Oh, I'm sorry, dude, man. Yeah. You got to stop me. <laughs> no, um, you're good. You're good. Yeah. It's, so this is 2019 when I'm in Europe. Yeah. Okay. 2019, I'm in Europe. And and I'll stop after this. We can go back. Uh, lots to talk about here. 2019, I'm there for 10 months. I'm, my whole plan is to live in Europe, learn Portuguese, yeah. move to Italy, learn Italian, oh, Spain, Spain, around, learn stroke. all the languages. Yeah. Yep. All that. COVID happens. Um, so then- I come back to the U.S. I'm like, I'm coming back to the U.S. It's going to get nasty. I'm from Oklahoma, so I go to Oklahoma. My buddy's like, what are you up to now? I was like, dude, I, I'm not up to anything. I, yeah. I don't know. I've been here a week. He's like, hey, I got this business in Arizona that's struggling. 
It's non-existent. Yeah. It's not sugar. It's non-existent. It's an idea. He's, yeah. And he's like, you want to go do that? It took me 30 seconds. I was like, yeah, no problem. Just hopped in. No problem. Because I've already handled, I've already been to Europe, not talked for the first week. I'm Arizona. This is nothing. My language? <laughs> yeah. No problem. So I'm like, I want to be a no problem guy. Yeah, no problem. So anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's the story of Go Find Nervous. That's the story of Portugal and stuff like that. So yeah, man. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of the pillars. So so explain to me, like, what's, a, what's some uh, major pillars that, uh, you know, strike you? Pillar number one. Like, like. Let's get into that. Oh, you want to break Ancient, the book down? Yeah, let's break the book down. Uh, let's give the people something oh, to learn. Yeah, of course. <laughs> hey, hey, still go get a copy of it, though, of so course, you can carry it of around. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, my, my thing was this, is like um, like uh, like pillar, like engineering your dream is, is a pillar. And um, like one big key to that is I think a lot of people don't advertise their goals properly. They're scared what the people are going to think. Well, they're definitely scared, but in, in regards to – we get inundated with advertising every day on our phones, Constantly. billboards, uh, your friends calling you and it's telling you about – It's brainwashed people. It's brainwashed, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we get it from our friends too. Hey, man, did yeah. you see this? I mean, I'm, I'm, on this pro- I'm on this project right now. Why are you telling me this? Yeah. So you get, we're getting inundated with these advertisements. Let me quote, unquote, so call them advertisements. Yeah. And so, so like we're talking about pillar one. It's like this is a part of it is – my thing is you got to advertise to yourself what you want. Yeah. And, and I don't tell anybody what they should do. I'm just saying what worked for me is I am religious about advertising what I want. So if you go to my house, there's five different rooms that have exactly what I want posted up on the wall. I can't go a day without seeing exactly what I want. And you created so, that environment so that you yep. can be around it constantly. Absolutely. And, that, and that's kind of like pillar one is, is I think people miss that opportunity. And they, they don't give it enough credence or they don't give it enough importance. They don't realize the impact that it has, you know. They don't, like, set it in stone, their dream. They just kind of like, oh, I, my dream is do this, this, kind of this. You're not really, like, you know. But once you've actually, like, solidified what you actually want to do yeah. and make it hard, you know, then then you start to actually make the progress towards it. Dude, I so I woke up last night. I'm yeah. hype. Yeah. I like to talk about this stuff. <laughs> so I made the Go Find Nervous show so I could talk about goals. Period. Yeah. I, I just love talking about it. And you can't beat your friends up with it because they'll be like, dude, shut, <laughs> shut up, bro. So I wake up middle of the night and for some reason, for some reason, I don't know, maybe saw something, just thought of something, but this, this concept came up to emotional cheating. Okay. Most of the time it's used in the context of relationships. Like if you talk to, if you're in a relationship, you talk to somebody that could be called emotional cheating. Emotional cheating. You're creating a connection with that person. Connection. You're not, you haven't even seen, you haven't even been in real life or whatever, but you're creating a connection with them. Exactly. So we're going to work this out right now, me and you, because this yeah. idea literally just came to me. But I'm like, you know what? I think that people emotionally cheat on their goals, emotionally cheat on their dreams. Yeah. They got this dream and they're like, man, I'm going to go do this. And then to get sidetracked and to go, oh, let me go ride a bike today. Whatever I don't know. Whatever the goal yeah, is, whatever procrastination comes to mind first. Yeah, that it, it might be productive too, but it's not what you know necessarily on the track that you're looking for. Yeah, and it takes away from the hundred percent commitment mindset that it takes to achieve like your actual dream. I mean, that's why we call it the price for paradise, right? You got to understand, you know, what that price is for your paradise. You got to, you know, if you don't, you know, put in the work and pay that. You're never going to get to that paradise, and so people you just need to know what the work takes. Is that where that came from? Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's uh, that's why I, like I call it that. Man. Yeah, and uh, the the price for paradise, man. Dude, it's awesome, man. I love that shit. 
Yeah, it's cool. So yeah, so I don't know. I just came up with that thought, and I was like, you know what? I've I've done that in the past too. I'm, a, I'm mostly cheated on my goals. Like I know people are like, dude, what are you talking about? Like that's no, that, we all do it. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, and most of our goals are a process of getting right back on the wagon over and over, day after day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I would say I would challenge anybody listening. Like, what what area are you mostly cheating on your goals right now? Like, what are you whatever you're doing? Like, get your think priorities about it. straight. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. I mean, right now I thought about it. I've got I'm thinking about it right now. Like, damn, what what, what area <laughs> do I need to improve on? So no, so I'm big. I'm I'm real big on. Um, we keep talking about the book too. I'm yeah. real big on uh, finding nervous and confronting it. It's just one of my biggest things, and. I really condensed everything in my life down to that because I wanted yeah. to keep it simple. If I make a decision, I want it simple. I want it timely. I want it to be effective. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I don't want to waste a lot of time. So if I know these four pillars, these four secrets, four whatever you call them, I can make a decision now and I can have confidence in it. You know? So yeah. That's of how course. I roll and I, I mean, we do everything. Uh, when when you get nervous, uh, it's a natural reaction to you know your body's awareness. You got to be aware of that happening. Like if you're about to get in an ice bath, like. The anxiety of the ice bath prior to getting in is the hard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. once you get in, it's it's nothing. It's two minutes. Like, you get through it. It's done. And you feel great the rest of your day. But that anxiety beforehand, that nervousness you get, yeah. that that's that stress that, that you need to lean into to yeah. see that growth. Yeah. When did you start leaning into that stuff? When did you start getting um, into it? I know it's not – you're supposed <laughs> to be interviewing – but, you know, I'm curious, man. Uh, I mean, I love the breath work. I love optimizing, you know, like yeah. all physical aspects. I think people stick too much on the workout side where you got to look at the recovery side. You got to look at all the different kinds of stressors. We got heat stresses. We got cold stresses. We got mental stresses. We got all these different yeah. kinds of stresses. You call it nervous. I just call it stress. But it's, it's, it's basically thing. the same thing, right? Same thing. And so we're just trying to train all of those stresses so that we can – you know, work on our minds and be able to handle it so that when we do get in a stressful state, then we can, you know, sit in it and really, you know, handle it properly. Dude, that's all it is, man. Yeah. It's, and then how, how powerful, I, every time you do that, every time we do that, we level up too. Like yeah. we stack it. It's like a repetition, right? And so you're just grooving that, you know, neuro pathway in your brain yeah. every time, every time yeah. you do it, rep, 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 just like working out. Yeah. Dude, that reminds me, like, growing up, I was always kind of, like, doing my own thing a little bit. I used to get in trouble all the time for doing my own thing, like, um, like in sports. Like, if I, if I hit a home run, I let people know I hit a home run. I was going <laughs> to, yeah. you know, I was flipping the bat and I was doing this. If I intercepted a pass, take it back for a touchdown, like, I was dancing somehow. I was, like, <laughs> I was put on a show. My, my yeah. favorite athletes were, like, Deion Sanders, Barry Bonds. Like, that's kind of what I grew up around. Ricky Henderson. So, like... Like grew up around those, but yeah, you saw that you want to emulate, yeah, you know? yeah. But I've done a lot of different things, and this goes back to what you're just talking about. I've done a lot of different things, um, a lot of different businesses, multiple industries. I've sold millions in multiple industries. I've done a lot of athletic stuff. I'm just that kind of person. I just like to do. I like to experiment. Like my bio said, dude, yeah. I'm all about like life is one of my favorite quotes. Ralph Waldo Emerson: "Life is a all life is an experiment. The more experiments, the better." Like, yeah. let me do some experiments. This We're is what I'm here for. a case study on ourselves. Absolutely. So, like, I used to get the I'm not committed thing because I didn't stick to one career. Like, you're not committed, but you're you're not driven or you're not driven in this area. But, see, this is where I got the trump card on all these people, right? This mm-hmm. this, this is it, man. I've done so many things that each, each thing that you do, each experiment that you do, if you go fully and open up and go 100%. And learn. Yeah, buddy. Like – you get that you get that experience and eventually your growth is exponential. It's not linear in some singular career path. Dude, it's exponential. 
And then yeah. so you start connecting to people that you've met in all these industries, and all of a sudden, shit starts blowing up. <laughs> and the only right. way to do it is to do a lot of cool stuff and to do a lot of cool experiments, man. So you get the last one. Yeah, no. I mean, there's this really yeah. good book called Range. Uh, and in Range, they talk about the two athletes. So you got the Tiger Woods and you got the Roger Federer. And okay. and Roger Federer is this generalist. This guy played all the sports growing up. And, you know, he's the best in the world at tennis. And you got Tiger Woods, who's a specialist. And he stuck to golf only. And he did yeah. that. And so... Um, they talk about like in our world today, like specializing, um, a lot of times you got to do it because, uh, everyone's, you know, wants to be the best at it, but all these things you learn in all the other sports, all that, like agility, stability, all these different things that Roger Federer learned growing up, like amplified his tennis game and it brought it into it. So yeah, no, I mean, that's, I need to read that book, dude. Yeah. I've never read it. That's interesting because yeah, there's, there's not just one way to get to, I mean, there's multiple ways to get to it, but, um. Yeah. My my thing is just this, man. If somebody tells you to and we can get back to the book, man. I know I'm all over this, but <laughs> if, if if somebody tells you, Hey, you gotta do it this way, man, I'm I'm questioning it. Like, is it true? Is that yeah, true? Yeah, there, there's yeah. so many different ways to get fit. There's a million ways to get fit. There's no optimal way, but like yeah. you gotta figure out what your goals are and what, what's gonna work yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of fitness, man, I know that's the world we're living in here. Dude, let's talk about the let's talk about the thirty miles barefoot. Then, if you want to talk oh, about that, dude, we can talk about the book. We can talk about let's the barefoot. Let's get into the barefoot, please. I wanted to pull up a quote from the book real quick. Pull it before, up, man. Let's go. Before we get into that, we can let's... talk for five hours. I know we could, dude. I, <laughs> I know, know we could, I know, man. I know. We're trying to crunch it down into, but uh, um, my favorite quote from the book um, is from Pillar Three. It's about improving your work ethic. It, he talks about the ultimate indicator of a poor work ethic is having enough time to complain about the thing that you should be progressing on. Read that last sentence again. Mm. Yes. The ultimate indicator of poor work ethic is having enough time to complain about the thing that you should be progressing on. I love that. That's yeah. heavy, man. It's heavy because, like, if you're, uh, there's so many people out here complaining, but they're not actually doing, like, that time you're spending complaining, you could be doing something towards your goal or, like, yeah. towards that thing you're trying to fix. Yeah. And I don't always like the things I write because now I have to live by them, right? <laughs> yeah. Live- you got to live by them too. Now you know. Yeah, I get that a lot. But people are like, oh, go find nervous. My buddy, we, we went to Vegas and uh, uh, not to Vegas, we went to Zion to hike in Zion. Me, uh, my buddy Jeff and his wife Ashley and uh, cool, cool people. He's like, uh, he does all this cool stuff. And they talked me into jumping off a cliff, uh, like into a cold lake. It was cold. And I don't like jumping off cliffs. Period. That's not my thing. I do other things to find nervous. That's not my thing. And uh, is a different one. They, I mean, they just used it on me, man. They used my yeah. own words against me. So, uh, but we did. I almost died, and uh, <laughs> fortunately, I did not. Really? Like what? Nah. I mean, it's Maybe. the closest I've been to death in a long time. I was like, I inhaled half the lake. But I, nah, I mean, I'm, nah, I didn't get taken anywhere or nothing like that. But but um, but no, I get I get that stuff used against me quite a bit. But see, that's what I like to do is. The go find nervous, and I have lots of other stuff I put out. I mean, I I got over twenty books out there. Like, there's twenty different there's, there's things out there that I, that I put out. But the thing is, I I do that on purpose because now it holds me accountable. Yeah. If I put that shit out, I got to live by. You got to live by your word. Yeah. I mean, you're only as good as your word, my friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You got to live by it. So that's kind of that's kind of my mentality. But um. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, but uh, let's get now. Definitely, uh, I'm a big fan of footwear stuff. All my clients, I tell them their back problems are because they wear these huge heels um, mm. in their Nike shoes. That five millimeter drop matters in your Achilles tendon. But tell me about your, you know, barefoot run. Thirty miles, dude. 
I don't know all that stuff you just talked about. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the, the science behind the barefoot running is awesome. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah I know but. that. Like, I can say that, man. Uh, yeah, so I did 30 miles. And I'll tell you the backstory first, but, or I'll tell you the backstory second. Uh, I'll tell you, I did 30 miles. Um, I did 30 miles on a stress fracture on uh, my left foot. It took me 12 hours. On to the do stress it. fracture? I had a stress fracture on my left foot. Took me, But here's why I did it. My friend Jill, I, I couldn't walk. I mean, my walk was. I could barely walk. Like it, the pain was pretty real. I had been training for doing 30 miles. I'll tell you why here in a second. Um, but I couldn't walk for six weeks. I didn't train for six weeks because I busted my foot up, my left foot. Did like 15 miles barefoot and I, I stepped wrong or some shit. And um, my friend, it was a Thursday night. Uh, she's just staying in town. She lives in Portugal now. She's like a world travel, like go get her. And, um, I could barely walk. And we were talking about the 30 mile deal. And she said, you know, there's no time limit, man. Like you just need to go do the 30. Finish it. Yeah. She just finished it. I said, you know what? You're right. I'll do it on Saturday. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, she, it just hit me. I was like, she was right. Cause before I was like, I gotta, I'm training for this. I need to do optimal. I need to do the best yeah. I can. And I was like, wait, I'm going to do the best I can under the conditions that I have. Yeah. So why wait? I'll do a Saturday. So I did it two days later. I did it. I did the, uh, it took me a long time. It took me nearly 12 hours. Um, did it by myself. There was no event. Nobody staged. A, uh, no, there's no Facebook group oh, about it. Sheesh. Nothing like that, man. Yeah, so, no, because a lot of times, like when I was doing the half Ironman and in that event, like the fans carried me through. Yeah. Like the motivation that they give you along the way is crucial to how you finish that race. And so doing it without anyone around and yeah. just in that mental battle in your mind, yeah. like how was that? I did it solo, man. There's nobody around. Um, it was uh, it was tough, man. It was tough. It's top five tough things I've done, right? Um, yeah. But I wanted to do something tough. And and go, a little bit of backstory why I did thirty miles is it was here in Arizona. It was the time of uh, a lot of the stuff was locked down. A lot of the marathons were getting canceled. Yeah. And I had I've been I had been doing barefoot stuff for health reasons, and yeah. I ended up saying, you know, what am I doing this for? I, why am I training? And I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do a marathon. So I looked up I looked for marathons, but they're all getting canceled. Yeah, and then I was, and, right. and I did something that I, it was a great lesson for me. You don't have to wait for permission from somebody to do something. Just if you want to do something, just go do the thing. Yeah. Now there was, I didn't get a medal. I didn't get a certificate. I didn't get anybody <laughs> posting that be like, "Yeah, great job, Jake, yeah. on Facebook." Right. I got none of that. But I did thirty miles. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like I think a lot of times people wait, and and it, it was a great lesson. Just make it. I go. You know what? I'll make my own. Just start. So I made it. I actually made an event called the Naked Foot Challenge. That's what I called <laughs> yeah. it. Um. I had a race planned for it, and I'm still going to do that in the future. A race, a, no, I'm gonna call, it's called the Naked Foot Challenge. I got a site, Naked Foot Challenge, and, and look um, out in the future, we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, you got to come. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Definitely gotta come. I'll, I'll be there. You got to sure. come. Yeah, you got gonna, it. let's make this happen. Yeah, <laughs> um, wanted to make it happen, but then some of the lockdown stuff, you know, put a put a damper on it. But um, yeah, so I ended up doing that called the Naked Foot Challenge. But it, it's it all stemmed from health reasons is how I got into the barefoot game. So yeah, like what, uh, like. What health issues and why, dude? So hopefully this changes somebody that's listening. Somebody, if you have back problems, neck problems, know somebody has any of these problems. Maybe this will help. I'm not a doctor. Don't. This is just what I did. But when I was in Portugal, I had um, I had some kind of issue going on with me right before I came back, and I thought I had bacteria, uh, some kind of bacteria. I I felt terrible. Like I was dropping weight. I felt terrible. I had all these weird symptoms. I kept going to the doctor. They kept testing me. They tried to put me on psych medicine. 
uh, like all this stuff. They're like, you're going crazy. And I was like, dude, I'm an athlete. I know my body. Something is not, something is wrong. wrong. Something's wrong, man. Took me two months, come back to the U.S., try to figure it out. Same thing in the U.S. Of course, they just want to take all your money, yeah. test this, test that. I tested all kinds of bullshit. No answers, no help. Listen to a podcast or an audio book, podcast, audio book, something. This dude on there starts talking about his symptoms. I'm like, yeah, that's what I feel. You're like, I relate. Exactly. A hundred. Like, feel like dying. Like, it got to the point where I was like making my peace with God. Like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. Whatever. Yeah. It was that bad. Um, just all kinds of symptoms, nausea, tingling, all this stuff. Anyhow, his thing was he started stretching. He started stretching 90 minutes. He ended up having a compressed spine from all the impacts from sports, oh, yeah, jumping, all this, up. beating yeah. it up. And he had started stretching for 90 minutes a night in front of the TV, just watching TV, just stretching, basic stretching, not some hot yoga shit. Just not, not I, yeah. I like hot yoga, but, um, basic stretching yeah. and, um, cured his stuff. Um, lost all the symptoms. So I started doing that two weeks later. Perfect. Boom. Perfect. Your body was just out of alignment. Yeah. Everything was compressed. And, uh, yeah. You need to release it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was just compacted, stretched for two weeks. Didn't cost me a dollar. Just cost me some time. I spent tens yeah. of thousands of dollars as a doctor. So anyhow, during the process of that, I started barefooting because I understand that the science of grounding, the the inflammation yeah. and, and all the, the free route, all that, that stuff that goes on from all the electronics that we have. And that's what got me into to the barefoot game. And, uh, to this day, it's it's one of my go-tos. So. It's funny that you say that because, uh, yeah, the grounding thing is super important. I'm not taking anything away from that at all. But, yeah, a lot of people don't understand that their shoes are bad. Like that, like Nike and Adidas, they put these huge heels in there or girls that yeah. wear heels. Yeah. Or like, If your footwear is messing with you, every step you take is going to affect like all the loads on your body. Like People have back pain. Yeah. It's probably because their shoes. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you this. I do 15 miles barefoot no, with no pain at all. No pain. I, the only thing I have in my foot was because it's a bone. That was a – I stepped on something incorrectly. And when you were going barefoot, were you on concrete, sand, concrete. dirt? Okay, concrete. I, I'll do okay. barefoot anywhere. Like I'll go out into the desert barefoot. It's no problem. But when I did the 30 miles, it was on concrete. And did you start like – slower because you had to build some calluses or something because like i mean at first on the, on the barefoot i mean sensitive feet right it's for a lot of people yeah the body's super reactive though it's very responsive super adaptive uh, yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely um i remember one time it was 107 out and but the sun had gone down so i was like ah oh, it's not that bad the sun's down yeah but it was still 107 yeah, and I, 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 I did like three miles and uh, i was like man i feel like this kind of hot on my feet in my, my, I'll show you the picture when we get done, man. Complete blisters. Both oh. my feet completely blistered, man. But but yeah, if a person wanted to start right now, a couple weeks, you'd be fine. Okay. A couple so weeks, just, just give it a couple adaptation period. Just, you know, take it easy at the beginning. Start yep. slow. But then once you build it up, you can go forever. Yeah. So I call it, this is the thing I use not only for sports, not only for athletics, but I use it for life too. I call it add a pole. Um, it's just my thing that I do. You have a telephone pole. It started with running, started with stuff like this. Each day, I would add a telephone pole. I would run to whatever destination and back. The yeah. next day, I would add a telephone pole. It's probably 100 yards in between telephone poles or whatever it is. But each day, I would just add a little bit more. And so I call it add a pole. Every day, just get a little bit more. That's how life is, right? Get a little yeah, bit better. just notch it. 1% yeah, at a time. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah, 1% at a time, man. And And your body's so amazing, dude. Your body's yeah, so amazing, people you know? give up on it too early. You can't limit yourself, but yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then uh, you also run another podcast, the Dick Penn Podcast. Yeah, Dick Penn Podcast, man. That's me and my buddies at Kate's. Um, that's based on – there's some more current events in that. We have a lot of athletes on there, uh, athletes, uh, political people. Um, it's just more like a blue-collar dude, you know. Yeah. Uh, type of type of audience type of stuff like yesterday we had uh, Ryan Bader on there he's a two uh, yeah. double champ in Bellator uh, light heavyweight heavyweight champion and um, yeah definitely if anybody's into that type of stuff hunting uh, this type yeah this, oh, it's very a lot of very uh, masculine stuff over there it's not for the ladies but you know ladies are always welcome to to, to listen to it but um yeah that's that kind of podcast but it's a dope time yeah yeah very cool and how how's it running the podcast game like how's the day-to-day stuff like are you always scheduling like yeah i mean coming from being a podcaster uh yeah. what's it like you know um interviewing people all the time i mean you learn so much yeah dude man i love i love interviewing people like i said i made the go find nervous show so i could talk about goals yeah, that's why it, it does. That. It does get you in the door. It gets you the conversations you want to have, which you right. know, uh, yeah. and the topics you want to talk about. Sometimes people don't want to talk about this, and like you know, water cooler talk. Yeah, your <laughs> friends get beat up, man. Right? Like your <laughs> friends are like, dude, knock it off. Okay, I'm gonna go do the thing. I'm sorry, I work at a gym, and and you came to the gym. Sorry, I'm gonna be like this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I, I love helping people. I genuinely, it sounds hokey and cheesy and bullshit because a lot of people say it, but I genuinely love seeing people do more than they thought they could do. Like, I, I love yeah, it, Yeah, when dude. it clicks in their mind and they just I'm see like, that, that bright in their yeah, eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, I told you. I told you you could do that shit. I love it. I yeah. love it. And so for me with the show, it gives me a chance to talk to people. A lot of people get inspired by it, which is a plus. And they get and, to get more in, in detail about your perspective. Because, yeah, I mean, the, the few, you know, conversations that we had beforehand. Yeah. Now I know so much more about you, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm, like, so much way more in detail. So, yeah. I'm a little bit crazy, man. I'm a little crazy. But, uh, you know, that's how, that's how we do it. So, no, the podcast game is, uh, yeah, anybody that wants to get into a podcast game, I recommend it. It's not as difficult as people make it. You know, no. so and it's just it's fun. It's having conversations and yeah, yeah. talking about things that could maybe benefit someone else. Yeah, you man. never know who's listening. Yeah, you never know, man. You, you just don't. And it's it's like I tell people, I I get hit up all the time about people wanting to start podcasts, and and I always go back to the go find nervous thing, man. I, I, everything great in life is on the other side of it. So it's just like go do the thing. There's somebody listening right now that's procrastinating on something they should have done. 100%. Apologizing to somebody, something simple. If I just apologize to this person, my life, yeah. the, the weight will come off my shoulders, and people won't do that. Just call them. Just call a person. But like, yo, I'm sorry. We're all just built up stresses that we keep putting off, putting you know off, I mean? putting off, putting off, putting off. Eventually, it builds up, and then you, you know, you get that high cortisol, and you're, you don't want. Why are you stressed out all the time, man? Yeah, it's because you built it all up, and you didn't take care of any of it. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 what it is, man. It's just, um, man, you just gotta find nervous. Like when I moved out here, and we're just talking about this, and we're just talking, man. So just move me around if you want me to. But yeah. but like, I had there was nothing out here. I had no. I knew one person uh, when I came to Arizona. Um, I knew one person, but I had ultimate faith in myself. I, I knew myself, and I'm like, if anybody can do it, I can do it. I want to be that no problem person. And the only way you could do that, in my opinion, is to continually put yourself in situations, and experiment. Believe. You got to believe. Yeah, absolutely. You got to yeah. believe. Yeah, self belief. I mean, that, I mean yeah. it sounds like you got that Kanye West mindset. Like, you know, like that everything's, you know, me. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, I'm very humble yeah, and, humble. and, and no, stuff no, no, no. as well. But you got to sure. believe you can do it, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, or well, else you're never going to do it. Com- it. And it comes from it comes from being broke twenty times. It comes from yeah. making the mistakes. And the only way you can do things like this is to make the make the mistake, dude, and make it fast yeah. and move on. You know, like that's that's what I mean. But but when I came out here, no, I knew nobody. The business was not what I thought it was going to be. I was told one thing; it was a different thing. They didn't have a phone number, a website, nothing. Had nothing. A business that I've never been in. I've, I've never even been in this business. Yeah, I'm still here. Hey. The business is thriving. It's doing well. Yeah, the business is thriving. So it's like, all right, let's go. Go to a place that you don't know anybody. I knew. I go. This is the hardest situation I could put myself in, business wise. I can't think of a harder situation. A place that I'm not familiar with. I don't have connections here. I did not have connect. I do now. I got. Now great, I got great friends here. Um, but it was very difficult. And um, I just want to share that. Uh, I, you know, I just want to share that. It's like go find nervous man. Yeah. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone because, yeah, like, sure. I mean, that's where you see everything. And uh, um, what are the goals now? Like, what, what's next? There's a lot of stuff, man. So, I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on right now. The, the Go Find Never show is important. Like, it's it's on YouTube. Um, Dick Pin Podcast is very important. I'm starting this. Um, I'm going to start doing one-on-one. It's high-end coaching. It's 2500 bucks for six weeks. It's not cheap, but it's it's worth it. Yeah. You get you – get, You get what you pay for. Yeah, you get what you pay for. I know a lot of stuff. I, I pay tens of thousands for different stuff, and that's always been worth it. But um, So, I'm doing that. I'm excited to work with people that are ready to work um, with that. I got the like I got the mastering nervous thing going masteringnervous.com where like I said people can get that the copy of the booklet I definitely recommend that and then just man continue experiments dude like we live in this great place uh, uh, you know we live in America at least I, I do um, you know I don't yeah. know about everybody listening the podcast will be all over the world no doubt it's gonna yeah. get a million views yeah you know it yeah I mean uh, you're I mean, on we it we got we got people from Hawaii we got people from Austria we got people all that's over what I'm the saying place, man you know? you, you, uh, what you're doing is fantastic so. Uh, you know, lots of stuff going on. I definitely still want to get the New York Times bestseller. It, it's a it's superficial shit. It, it's completely superficial, but I'm still banging those out. I've been writing for 17 years. Still got some. I still got some. I got four that I haven't published. So I think one of those might. Yeah, one of them is. You know, maybe I wrote the one it? about oh, yeah. not talking. That's that's got some legs to it. Um, some other books. So those are some those are some short term goals. And another thing is, I really just enjoy my friends and my family. I really just enjoy. Um, I've done a lot of stuff for me and I really enjoy meeting great people like yourself, dude. It's very important to me to like do this that. Is awesome. Yeah. 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 So th- those are some of the things that I got going right now, man. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, anything that you want to tell the listeners before we get out of here, that is like something that you're very passionate about that you want to make sure that, I mean, we did go find nervous, but you know, yeah, man, I, I, I beat this up. I hope people get something out of it, but I, I truly believe that, the reason most people don't do what they want to do in life is because they're friends and their family. They get shot down. They take an idea to their friends. They don't do it. They take an idea to their family members. They don't do it. I just want to encourage people. I don't need it. I mean, you can follow me on social media at Jake Bolick on, on Instagram. You could do that. You could hit me up, ask me some questions if you want to do that. But I just want to encourage everybody. Like, whatever it is you want to do, do it. I promise you, do the it. pain will not be as bad as the regret, man. Whatever it takes, do it. It took me 17 years to write something worth it. It took me till I was 39 to live my dream. I promise you, the nights that I did not eat, the nights that the lights went off on me, the nights that I was in the grocery store and my fucking car didn't work, like, those are real moments. And it, it, if I can feel it right now because it's real moments, but it's all worth it, dude. So anybody listening, 
go after that thing that you want, man. Yeah, there are going to be hardships. It's going to be hard. Yeah. And it's going to be the greatest thing that you ever did, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this was an absolutely fantastic podcast this week. Uh, go find Jake at uh, all of his social media sites or go look him yeah, up at on Jake his Bullock, website. Get the find book, nervous. man. Yeah. This book's awesome. And uh, hopefully we can get him on an- another time and uh, we can, you know, shoot some more topics. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks oh, yeah. for listening, guys. And uh, we'll catch you next Wednesday. And aloha. Thanks, Woody.